Boy, Jeff, that sure is a great scenario we just played. Taking Heads, AP 59. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I enjoyed it, too. Especially the fact that you won. <laughs> well, that did make it a little extra, extra fun. <laughs> Well, I know what you mean. I'm, uh, it's, uh, you know, I've lost a few before, but this was significant. Yeah, when you rolled that boxcar, you should have seen your look on your face. You look like this. I thought I looked more like this. No, it was like this, really. You want to play this one again sometime? Yeah, sure. That would be great. Maybe I'll take the Japanese this time. You sure will. Well, why don't you let me help you clean up? Well, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Ha- hand me the, that tray of Americans. Is this is this the right one? Yeah. This one over here? Whoa. Oh, whoa. don't Jeff. Whoa. Oh, oh. Oh, oh shoot. Sorry. <laughs> All over the... Here, I'll help you. No, here. Yeah, ow. Oh, oh sorry, Jeff. Where are going? Oh. Here, let me Put just get this vacuum over here. Over here. No, the broom. not the vacuum. Not the vacuum. Oh, sorry about that, Dave. Yeah, well... Next time we play at your house. Thanks for listening. This is the Two Half Squads, the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. That's correct, Jeffrey. And we want to make it perfectly clear that we have... Perfectly. Perfectly clear. clear. We are not affiliated in any way with multi-man publishing. They do not pay us. Nope. We're not... They don't pay attention to us. They don't ever donate anything to us. No. We are not on their payroll in any way. We are not beholden to them. And that's how we guarantee our neutrality. That's right. However, should Multiman Publishing like to send us free get, uh, <laughs> gift of all their products coming up for review on yeah. the show, we would be glad to accept them. Yeah. And none of us or none of, and none of our family members work for Hasbro either. Except right? my wife's brother's wife's cousin once worked for Hasbro. Really? Yes. Wow. That's pretty interesting. And am That I, puts us in pretty tight, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Well, yeah. So the, the Hasbro connection is very, very, yeah. very. Yeah. Jeff, am I, is this, is what I'm eating seaweed? No, seaweed wouldn't be that crunchy. No, these are, uh, what we've got tonight are Humbles, baked hummus chips. And along with it, tonight's beverage of... Uh, featured beverage is a new invention of mine. Yes, what is this tonight? I call this the Martini. And uh, what, can you describe it for the listeners? Well, it's a, it's pretty much a Martini in a shot glass. So it's a Martini, and so what I do is I keep a couple of shot glasses in the freezer, and I also keep gin in the freezer in a bottle from uh, like an old mayonnaise jar. But I market gin. 
keep it in the freezer. So then I just put a little vermouth in the glass and the gin in the shot glass and an olive on top, and it's a martini. Small but delicious. cute and adorable. Yeah, it's cute, yeah. And it, the olives are a vegetable. So here on episode 94, here's to episode 94, Here's Jeff. to episode 94, the martini. The martini. And this is made with, uh, here, let's clink and drink. And drink. Cheers. On a hot day, oh, <sighs> so good. And my my uh, gin of choice is the beef eater mm. gin. All the other fancy gins, the Tangeray and the Bombay Sapphire, like, eh, I like beef eater. It's good old English gin. Excellent, excellent, yes. excellent. So try one. And so, what do we have for the show tonight? We got, oh, we got a great show tonight. We have letters. And a look at an LFT product. Yes, from the box. Called Comp Group Share. Mentioned many episodes ago. Finally, we'll get around to it tonight. Yeah. Too many of those things are too hard to pronounce. I don't think we should do products that are too hard to pronounce. Correct, because then the listeners will just... Make fun of us. Yes. <laughs> Send us abusive emails. Which they do. They do. Which they do anyway. So have you been busy, Dave? You're out of school. Out of school. Summer's here. Um, wow. Ready to, uh, well, I guess I should be recording. What is, does he want? A martini? Oh. <laughs> you okay, Winston? Oh. I think he got a hummus chip stuck in his. I think he's got rabbit fur yeah. stuck in his throat, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dave was over. The other night to play a game, and we sat outside for a while first, while I about an hour enjoying the evening. And uh, we were watching; we were just enjoying nature. Nature. And then Winston went over and he found was, a warren of was, rabbits, little bunnies in the backyard, pawing around. We saw a one baby rabbit run from him, and we yeah. thought not much of it. No. Oh, look, a rat, baby rabbit. Yeah. And and then he kept pawing at the ground, and I walked over there. And it was not a pretty sight. No, he had it in his mouth. He wasn't eating it. but It wasn't bleeding, he but killed he killed two of them. killed two. And the other two were just sitting like 10 feet away in the yeah. grass. Frightened. I think they I'm thought sure. they were like safe. And the mom was over on his eye. No. Yeah, no, watching just, the whole thing, which is horrible. Yeah. And that was enough of nature for yeah, Jeff we, and I. We, we immediately said, okay, let's go in and play squad leader. <laughs> let's get out of this crazy, wild it's, world. Yeah, the wild kingdom is not, not for us. <laughs> It's true. We both just like had enough. So, no, I don't think uh, I think he's okay though. And so, I guess so. I better get back to producing some ASL extras. So yeah, you've got some time. Things, yep. you know. Yep. I'll have some more time next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have some extra time next year. I'm sure. I'm counting on it. It's just been really, you know. I've just been. I'm kind of putting my wife through some classes, college. They're not college, like but they're like cooking, how to iron. No, <laughs> stuff related to her field, her healing field. She's doing a lot of training and stuff like that. And So I'm uh, at the home keeping the fires burning. burning 70 hours a week or something. So anyway. Well, let's jump into letters. You know, we sh- you know what would be nice if we had some music to start letters? We should try that sometime. This music makes me want a martini. It does. A martini. Yeah. My martini is halfway gone. Good thing it's a martini. Yeah. 
If it was a full-size one, you wouldn't want to be halfway done with it. Mm-mm. You've never had a martini before, is that right? Well, I am sure I did like once in my life, but no. <clears throat> not not often and not for a very long time, and I kind of like it. I am expanding my horizons. Probably in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, do you have a letter from Glenn? Oh, I accidentally pressed the stop button. Okay, we're back on the air. I would like to say that this show is brought to you by kind donations from... Oh, yes. Matt. Thank you, Matt. Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. And Steve. All right, let's get on. Letter from Glenn Connaught. Glenn writes, and I think this is the first one we've received from Glenn. Yes. Hello, guys. I'm a new listener. And I'm catching up with your backlog of episodes. I have been out of the hobby for a number of years since I joined the Army, got married, had a family, etc., 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 etc. Yes, he wrote a very lengthy letter. Life is very uh, etc-ish. But he has a really big idea in this letter. Well, yes. He has created some monster scenarios and has posted them on Game Squad. He's created them, posted them, and... Is offering them to people to play, and I think he was making these all before the a whole bunch of the historical modules that come out. Yeah, so they're on geomorphic boards, so a little bit of a different kind of thing. Going oh, back to that style, but geomorphic, yeah, geomorphic. What's that mean exactly? I don't actually know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> means ah, not I his, love this in, show. In, in, in my vocabulary, it means not historical boards. Yeah. <laughs> So Geo- if I were in a math class geomorphic. and they said What's the, the geomorphic, oh, you guys play squad geomorphic. here in, yeah. in this math class? Yeah. Geo meaning not, Geo. and morphic meaning historical. No, geo meaning geography, Oh, and morphic meaning shaped like or body of morphine. Yeah. Geo- not historical. Otherwise known as not historical. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, we learn a lot. Not on this Indeed. show, but probably listening to On some shows. other show. Yeah. I have a letter from Matthias Elfstrom. Thanks again for chiming in, Matthias. And he says, in episode 87, someone asked where we could find the counters for the King Tigers. Yes, listeners, we knew you would come up with this for us. Of course. And after checking, he can ver- I can verify, he can verify that there are six King Tiger counters in each of the three editions of Beyond Valor and 12 Black King Tiger counters in A Bridge Too Far. Thank wow. you, Matthias, for doing the footwork there for us. We don't have to do uh, That's what I love about this show. We don't be- need to do a darn thing. <laughs> with with those being in Beyond Valor, you think we could have come up with that pretty quickly? You would think so. I knew, I knew they were like around for a long time. But... Yeah, I didn't know what they were, so I threw them out. <laughs> Here's one from Ken Not, Dearest Jeff and Dave. And I like that. I like when he starts like that. Makes me feel good. You no doubt recall about two years ago, I endured a harrowing return trip, or do you say harrowing? Harrowing. From a family gathering through a literal blizzard, barely surviving only due to your very own podcast ensuring my absolute alertness. At the time, I was just forming the embryo of thoughts to return to to the ASL fold. We, after 10 straight hours of driving with only your musical voices to keep me sane, I postponed my return to ASL for a few years. However, I'm back. 
I've recently played two scenarios via Vassal, Guards Counterattack and FRF-45's uh, Totensantag. 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 Both glorious defeats. Ah, <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised how much I'm recalling in, uh, in my noggin, despite nearly 20 years since I played ASL actively. I credit much of this to having continued to listen to the two of you drone on in the background as I drive. Please keep up the good work. You both have an excellent on-air rapport, and your wives are lucky to have each other as support system. Thanks again. Oh, and thank, thank you. you thank you, indeed. I have another Gmail from Glenn Connaught, and he had chimed in with his favorite nationality. So we really want to read this one out to you for, for real. Folks, you don't have to match the quality of this response. And you can feel free to give us a voicemail. He didn't want to leave this as a voicemail, but our voicemail system is still up and running, so please do leave us one soon. And he says he wanted to share his love of the British. There's one word I can use to describe the Brits. It's reliability. Here, here. From their elite to second-line troops, their performance is remarkably consistent, if unexceptional. They don't cower. Their leadership is often nearly as good as the Germans. They have the most reliable arty, artillery, they use non-backblasting piats. Mm-hmm. They are the most... I do love those. They are the most stalwart nationality in ASL and a right pain in the butt to pry out on the defense. They have the best firepower, range, morale combo of any ally nationality. I don't think I realized that. And that's not enough. You often get the 6-pounder to the 17-pounder AT guns, both of which are arguably the best AT guns in the game apart from the German 88s. And if that's still not enough, let me throw some AFVs at you. The Whoa. crocodile. That would hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, only if you're in the way. <laughs> the crocodile. Yes. Love that flamethrowing tank uh, myself. Yes. The Avre, the Firefly, and the Matilda. And usually what does Dave do when he hears that tank name? Ooh, we'll go a waltzing, a waltzing Matilda. Ooh, we'll go a waltzing, a waltzing with me. On top of that, you get American Lend-Lease tanks. So you often get to play one of my favorite tanks, the Stuart, with its surprisingly effective 37LL that can also fire canister rounds. That is true. And has as much machine gun firepower as any Allied armor fighting vehicle. I guess I never noticed that about the Stuart. You should play more. They are awesome to play, and if you ever get a chance to play Ian Daglish's Scotland the Brave as the British, I highly recommend it as a demonstration of what the British are capable of. And he does mention that he is an honest-to-goodness U.S. Army Abrams tank gunner. Wow. Uh, in his intro again, but we talked about his background previously. So thank you, Glenn, once again. Very nice. Boy, that's a, a very well-written, cogent piece on why he likes the British. He's got some re- really good reasons for liking the British. Yes, and again, listeners, yours doesn't have to be quite that excellent, but have a but go. we would like that. And if it's not have that excellent, you know, we'll, we'll ridicule you. In fact, I challenge all the listeners to write one to defend the Italians and propose them as the best national. I think that's a good idea. I can think of one thing. They're kind of gray. I like the gray color. When you, let's see, when you, um, yes, they're gray is actually quite nice. What's that mean? Oh, somebody's messaging us on Facebook. Sorry. I had a thought about Italians. Reasons to like the Italians. Reasons to like the Italians. I knew there was a reason. Um, Oh, when you deploy Italians, you don't, uh, they deploy exactly in half, I think, don't they? Like, you don't lose morale. A lot of times when you deploy, well, you take a 
squad and the half squads are not equal to the two half squads are not equal to the same oh values as the squad. values as the squads but oh. in the italians they are very very good okay Thanks for you know, making me think of Italian words like spaghetti, yeah. linguine. Yeah. Mostly I know, pasta words. Yeah. Um, you have your martini instead of your yeah. martini. Right. And I want to tell you I made a dish at home uh, of linguine, and I just I take very small pieces of it. And I, I just very, very teeny slices, and I yeah. call it the linguine. <laughs> I'm sure. I sure am glad I, I know that now. <laughs> That was worth <laughs> air time. Yeah, now somebody posted on, on uh, episode 91, but he, anonymous, we don't know who wrote this, wrote it in all caps. Best episode I've heard so far. Thanks. Oh, he put his name there. <laughs> Stuart Cahill, London, Ontario. He, he liked that episode. That was our, our roundtable discussion of last barricade, of the, the, um, the last bid. Apparently, he was very fond of that one. Oh. I, I, spo- I almost didn't speak at all in that one. Maybe that's why he liked it so much. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Jack Dempsey wrote in and said he really enjoyed the Last Bid podcast. Nice change of pace, the roundtable. Mm-hmm. We are getting stuck in this do two shows and produce, you know, thing, Jeff. we got to get our back to our interviews. Interviews. And get uh, Bob Holmstrom back Bob on, Holmstrom, other people. Rich Spilkey. Do uh, many all extra replays. And, yeah. And... All that stuff again, but uh, he does point out that if we can, if we discover the number and demographics, geographic locations of our listeners, and we do have that available, don't we? Yes, we do, and they're from all over the place. Should I pull that up? Uh, no, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Just thinking. Well, we know we have people. Well, we've read a lot of letters from people around the world. Yeah, yeah. We our Google Analytics. Uh, shows us on a map where our listeners are, and most of them are from the United States. But that's, there's a great following in Europe, um, including Spain, up in the uh, northern regions, so Scandinavian countries, Holland, as well as the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, uh, we have a good following of the people from Australia and down in the Pacific, Central yes. and South yes. Pacific, Canadians, yeah. And, like, there's one person in Japan or something, I think, or two. Yeah, one or two in Japan. Yeah. Not too many, but uh, good, good good coverage of the globe. And Jeffrey Doty wrote in and uh, about a certain bad thing happened here at the Half Squads. If you are on our mailing list, we got that oh. one virus where you open the link, and it's not really harmful. We got than, hacked. Other than it, yeah, it takes your email list and emails everybody. Yeah. And then, um, so we regret that. It's, you know, I've been seeing it for many, many years. Yeah. And, um, somebody else I know recently got hacked. Uh, somebody that's on our ASL it's, it's Chicago all, group. Yeah. His Yahoo account got hacked and, and he sent out a link. It's always the same thing. Knowing and it's some, yeah, same luckily kind of it's to a harmless um, advertisement. It's just yeah. really an advertising thing, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Ridiculous. I don't you know. It's such a waste of time. But yeah, we got that fixed. We had another technical difficulty where the episodes were not showing up on iTunes. And I finally figured out what that was, and I did not realize this. But all of our episodes go out through the various uh, subscription services through something called an RSS feed. And we use FeedBurner, which is owned by Google. I think they're still owned by Google for our RSS feed. And, um, 
but there's a uh, there's a limit of 512k of information in any RSS feed, and because we put out everything in our RSS feed, we'd reached our 512k limit on about oh. episode 91. So, because we have a lot of verbiage when we type up our show, we don't just post the show; we also type up a couple paragraphs of. Yeah, I have pictures. And pictures and stuff like that. I like the pictures. So our 512 cap had been reached, so, and we couldn't get any more on it. So I went into the, I figured out how to do this, went into FeedBurner, and I set it to only show our last 50 episodes. So now when you go onto iTunes, you'll only see the last 50 episodes. And if you want to go anything older than that, you're going to have to come to our website and download them. Well, well thank you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went in and tried. I like searched around iTunes looking for information, and I, yeah, uh, the verbiage of the technology just blew me out of the water, which would probably explain which one of the two of us sent the email apologizing for the hack job and didn't do the BCC thing. Oh, wow. And one of us is really, really embarrassed and wants to apologize again on the air to everyone out there. And who is it? It wasn't you, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I just panicked. I panicked, you know. It's like, oh my gosh, we've been hacked! Quickly, let everyone know. Do not open the link, and just kind of, yeah. I'm very, very sorry. I'm very sorry. It's okay. Everybody forgives you. I'm very sorry. An email here from uh, James Edwards. Hey, Jeff and Dave. I'm emailing you after getting the second starter kit in the mail, which I finally ordered after being a longtime listener of the show. I just graduated high school. Look at that, wow. Dave. I just graduated I know, high this school is good and I news. got it for myself with my graduation money. Uh-huh. That is so cool. James, you are the bomb. Yes, you are. Uh, I just wanted to say how enjoyable the show is. I'm a bit of a gaming podcast nut, and I especially like your intros and roundtables. You know, a lot of people, how many people really ever mention our comedy bits? Nobody. Almost nobody. I <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes I wonder Ooh, about it, but that it doesn't you? keep us from doing them. And we we <laughs> recorded some tonight, and we were we were thinking it's it's kind of pathetic how much enjoyment we get out of doing them, but don't know if anybody else gets enjoyment out of them. So, hey, if you like the comedy bits, we'd like to hear more about sure. about that in your letter. Just a little, yeah, <laughs> little something. Uh, so James says uh, I'd still like to have you guys do a vassal show. Thanks for the great program. That's on our list. Indeed. And um, thank you, James. You know, Jeff, you've been running a little photo contest on Facebook. Yes. So we've, I've been Show us your stacks. seeing the emails about that. And if, you, if any of you out there are listening and you haven't found us on Facebook, please find us on Facebook and like us. We've got uh, 259 likes right now. We'd like to get to 10,000. That's not going to happen. But just go to uh, www.facebook.com slash the two half squats. And like in addition to that, we would kind of like maybe listeners to check into iTunes and, and, and write up a little review. Write us. Uh, we write had about two or three there we discovered yeah. the other day. And yeah. all the other podcasts we listen to say, hey, go in and write us a review and give us a positive thing. And it, yeah. somehow it moves you up into something or other. Yeah. So, so and I, I'm really not an iTunes guy. I don't own any Apple products. But um, when I was tracking this issue we were having with the RSS feed, I tracked down our, our link in iTunes, and that's how I first saw these two reviews in there. And um, I had a point 
to this, but now I can't. Oh, <laughs> I remember what it was. I was looking, so I was looking through iTunes, uh, and I was looking through podcasts, and then I went to the subcategory of gaming podcasts, and then there it had a list of most popular gaming podcasts, and we were on that list. Excellent. That's and there nice, were like four hundred nice other ones on that list, but we were on that <laughs> li- the top four hundred. That ain't bad. Not bad. Yeah, we had we have other stuff. Dave is not on Facebook, but we do kind of have some other stuff going on, on Facebook. I I posted. I was a GI Joe. Uh, did you have GI Joes when you were little? Um, not. I had Donnie West and Geronimo. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Western GI Joe. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, you know, because you're a few years younger than I am. And G.I. Joe came out in 1964, um, and they actually stopped making uh, Army G.I. Joe, military G.I. Joes, in 1969 because of the peace movement, you know, the anti-war thing. Army Suddenly, Army and uh, war toys were not acceptable anymore. So they put G.I. Joe, they made him a firefighter and a like a flower arranger and a cake decorator and stuff like that. But <laughs> I had the original G.I. Joes. Anyway, I was feeling nostalgic about them, and I bought some books and posted some pictures about G.I. Joe on there and had some fun just uh, chatting with other other um, two Half Squads fans about some of this. Also posted something about Sabaton. Have you been listening to Sabaton? No, I have not. Uh, really? Yep, not a hard rock guy. <laughs> I'll stick to my historical CDs, of which I should have brought one tonight, but I did not. Yeah, okay. And I have a letter from Autobomb, and he started a new website, ASLChicago.com. ASLChicago.com. Oh, yeah. Yes. Basing it off of the great Texas ASL site. And uh, so there you go, folks. Feel free to check in and, and give some feedback or What's the URL? postings. ASLChicago.com. That's an easy one. There's no reason why you, people should not go on there. And thanks, thanks, Otto. Got a post on uh, episode 92. Uh, from Anonymous. I agree. Keep the quiz show coming. Uh, are you going to separate the rules reviews? Would be nice for us noobs. Really good podcast. I guess there was some conversation about there. Somebody wrote and said, we like the way you did the rules this time, which was just you and I going back and forth. Yes. With More and, discussion and method. Discussion instead of, instead of a quiz show. Yeah. So he liked that, but there are people that like the quiz show. So we just got to so, keep going back I and said forth. said we'll be doing both, yeah. We'll yeah. Keep quiz shows to be, instead of maybe topic-specific, it could just be all ASL questions in yeah. little quiz show formats. Yeah. You liking those chips? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yum, 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 A lot yum, of yum. crunching in that wasabi episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's next? Who's next? Or is that it? Well... I think that's it for tonight, Jeff. Okay, great. Thanks, everybody, for writing. We love hearing from you. Send us some more. What's next, Dave? Well, now it's time for What's in the Martini. Excellent. (laughs) Vermouth? Vermouth, yeah. It's a gin? Gin. And olives. Yes. Very simple thing. Simple. Okay, no, now, really. Some people don't right. really like vermouth. I don't know. They, they, they want their martinis so dry, 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 dry. But oh, I like vermouth. I didn't even know that that's what it does. Yeah. When they say dry, they just mean less vermouth, like just almost none. All right, well. But I like. Okay, ready? Seriously, ready? Yeah. It's time for. Oh, it's time for. Box Art, art. Review. Really? Yes, of Kampf Group Sharer. Yeah, why not? Before we delve into what's in the, the box, box. yeah, um, just like a, a double whammy. Look at the look at the design, you know. Look at the color choices. Is it 
What does it say to you, Jeff? Well, it looks cold. Cold, yes. Yeah. Look at that. Beautiful um, blue and frosty kind of background on the top and bottom yeah. layers. Mm -hmm. It's a winter scene in Russia. I love the German soldiers. Look very natural and very relaxed, I think, for from a lot of this artwork. Mm -hmm. The corpse looks a little stiff in comparison <laughs> in the back. I would hope so. <laughs> Hasn't and, turned to a zombie yet. <laughs> and I like the uh, white cloth on the German's head is impromptu winter camouflage. Mm -hmm. Nice MG, what is that, 42 German machine gun? Yeah, 42, 42 and a half. <laughs> Whatever it takes. And that's an interesting, uh, actually, that's an interesting uh, perspective yeah. shot on that machine gun because it kind of... Coming at us a little really bit here yeah, and off really, to the right. Yeah, right? kind of leaps off the page. Nice layering with the burning barn in the background, mm -hmm. really capturing that Russian front feel. Hope there's no cows in there. Hope not. Hope not. I hate to see a good cow go to waste. Yes. And uh, I like the gray, smoky, cold sky. You know, yeah. It gives you a smoky sky, not just winter sky. Right. And even the lettering, Kampf Group share a very, very excellent choice. It's it's cracking, it's got snow on it, it's you know, frosty looking. Yeah, like it's carved right out of ice. And I like the orange background to the shield of Colm. Or is it Cholm? Colm? Cholm? I don't know. I think Cholm. Uh, I don't know. I like the orange background. It blends little highlights, little touches of fire from the barn. Yeah. So a very wise choice there. And I like this Cholm 1942 insignia. Over the front. I don't know if that's an award given to Germans who had been there or not. But. So wh when did you get this? Many shows ago. Yeah. I think I brought it three times. We haven't gotten to it oh, yet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's it looks see. Like it was our friend in Canada with the great website, the tutoring website. Oh, yes. That's um, Chris Dory. Chris Dory, yeah. yes. Uh, Battle School and SITREP website. And he had a sale or something, so I was like, well, you know, I don't have time to play everything I already got, but, you know, LFT's always got good stuff, always and look at the quality stuff. of yeah. this. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Cholm is in uh, Novgorod province, Russia, battle in 1942, hmm. and it says, Kampf Group Share is our attempt at bringing the epic 105-day siege of Cholm, or Cholm, to ASL, <laughs> designed by Andrew Hershey, with the help of scholars in the field of Russian military history. Wow. And wow. brought to you by the international team that is La Franche Tourette. KGS contains everything you need to play. Oh. Except the half oh. ton of ASL material that you already need. You always need. Look, it says that. Yeah, except for the half ton of ASL material that you always need. Is that what it says? Yes. Look, in in it italics. Or do you say italics? <laughs> if I do. I, like to, I should be slapped. I like to italic the oh olive my God, on my Martini. Oh, that is so funny. Contains everything you need to play, and then it's in brackets, and mm -hmm. then excludes the EX, uh, EXC, like they, do in, like they do in the uh, rule book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exception. The half ton of ASL material that you always need. That's hilarious. Yeah, continue reading. Including <laughs> one counter sheet with 548238 assault oh, stop engineers. Let's open the box and see what's in the what's box. <laughs> what a concept. I like this. Wait, before we do, though, mm -hmm. I like this the little chart they have down here that yeah. tells you the complexity. Complexity. <laughs> 11. Off the mark. It's like 
Low, low, medium, high, very high, or unbelievably high. (laughs) Solitaire suitability, nah, not so much. Um, Two players, let's see. I always like to say it, playing time, three hours and up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Way up. (laughs) Yeah, way, way, way up. Takes me three hours to set up. Although, you know, again, playing fast is the way to go. Yeah, you're right. So, right. and I love, you know, what is so weird is I love their stuff. I think yeah. they have great stuff. I think it's the artwork. I don't own honestly. any of their stuff. Oh, the, yeah. The production value the, is yeah. just yeah. excellent. Quality box here. And they just, it slave just labor and gives you that feeling that they really, no, I'm just kidding. Put a lot of time and effort into it. Yep. And the box always opens funny. It opens with this nice little flap here. And there's your first item. It looks like a blank piece of paper. It is. Not very exciting. Something. Have you opened this yet, Dave? No, I have not. This is really? live. Oh, You're you... amazing. Counter sheets come in these. Oh, is that what that is? You take a look in at the, the counter sheet folder. bag. Yeah, you know why they do that? So the things don't fall apart inside the box and go bouncing around. Right, so, Ooh, what a handful of scenarios I have, too. Oh, yeah. And some of the counters did fall off the sheet. Yep. See? So at least they're in the baggy thing. So you're not going to lose them. You know, it's like working their way out the little slots. So, all right. What you got, Jeff? Counter sheet. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's on here. Those. I probably should have my glasses. <laughs> you always say that every show. I know. Well, I don't wear glasses, but oh, look. the only time really I wear them is when I'm playing squad leader. Because I can't read this stuff. Well, the art's, art is very nice. It looks, you know, it's slightly different from the uh, MMP but art. But not way different, right? Not way different, but it's it's different. It's a little more 3D looking, um, and they have some, you know, the usual multi-man counters, and those look pretty similar in the half counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's some them. Snow Sangar counters, which are, oh, I haven't seen snow those before. Sangars. Snow Sangar. Excellent. I've seen Ice Sangars in a you product. Uh-huh. I think it was their product, but I'm not sure. Maybe that's coming out in... Oh, yeah, Hakapali. The Finnish thing. Yeah, maybe. See. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't even remember the name anymore. Some debris not, not, not. counters, or derbis, as somebody that I know <laughs> used to call it. He called it derbis, and said, "And one day I said, you know, it's called debris." Oh, um, and the the AFE counters are very nice. It, it's just got a little more detail in it. You know, they're using modern, maximizing the ability of modern printing techniques. Yeah. There's a lot of third-party products doing that kind of thing now. I see so, the planes have yeah, little some, shading on them and some colors bombers. and symbols on Yep, on and planes. some maybe some um, camouflage mm-hmm. kind of paint job yep. on the planes. Absolutely. On, actually on the counters. Yep. Multi-man counters. I mean, the single-man counters look very nice. Ooh, I'm going to – is there a hallet on here? Let me check. Uh, let me check. <laughs> nope. I hope everybody's remembered to write MMP. Yes. And suggest that Jeff needs to be on a counter. I know they were going to make Piano Man a, a counter on yeah. that, too. He turned it down. I found out <laughs> secretly. He was trying to be secretive about that. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Um, the Look what I have. Bombarded block counter. Oh, and yeah. on the back, which I'm not sure how I would use that, but on the back, well, to mark a bombarded block, <laughs> it has a steeple rubble counter. Oh, so, nice. You no, know, because, right, you level one, level two. Well, let's be a little more specific. Steeple the rubble. steeple is rubbled. I've got I a like counter it. here. It says fanatic German block. What's that mean? <laughs> I do not know. Okay. I can't come up with a joke quick enough. Yeah, really. <laughs> fanatic German blockhead. There's an ammo dump counter. Oh, good to have those. Yeah. 
I wonder if you can blow those up. I'll bet you can. Uh, Dave, Tumin and I were doing that in Suicide Creek oh, scenarios. Really? There's an ammo dump that Americans are protecting the Japanese going. I talked about it on the air before. Yes, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd actually listen to our show. Well, I maybe. do occasionally. Yeah, just debris counters to mark stone debris. Or, no, just debris is the same. I don't know why it's brown. and Oh, I know why. This is going to be the winter side, the white side of the debris, yeah. and the normal side, brown. Oh, okay. Because they oh, that's it. Yes. are going to have some very cool. Anything else special on that mm. you're missing? They're all um, special. Para, uh, dropping canister parachute drops. Wow. Uh, special turn counters. It looks like, oh, I love turn counters. I think they're special turn counters. I'm not sure. These are magnificent Look counters because they come out, they, they fall out. Uh-huh. They're so Easy nice. You don't have to out. tear them Quality, out. quality work. Yeah. Fanatic German block. Well, we're going to find out about that. Yeah. There's some destroyed bridge counters too, too, with some nice... So how are you going to... You know, I always wonder about those. Don't drip that martini on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to drip that. (laughs) First of all, I don't want to lose any of the tiny. And second of all, I don't want to mess up your counters. How will you uh, organize these now? Are you going to somehow incorporate these into your current uh, organization system? Or will you keep them separate in this box? I I think with these special games I get from LFT, which they had the Spanish division, I think they... Donated that to us, and I purchased that off of you. Um, bought out your half because I have those blue Spanish division. Haven't gotten to a game of it yet, and certainly I remember the Russian one I did. But I was so excited about that LFT product. The Russian Civil War was it? Yeah, that the one. Yeah, yeah. And now those Russian Civil War counters go right in with the nationalities because they're color coded yes. to go with them. That's right. why I was so excited about. Look at these different weapons and. And but these things like this and those Spanish ones with the markings, or maybe even the Valor, the Guards. Well, on the last podcast, you had mentioned about dumping them all together or not. At the yeah, end of it, right? And I think it is important to remember if you're going to resell the stuff, it's easier to separate if it's separate. But since those don't blend in exactly, and probably would only be used with this product so far, right. I would put them all on one tray. Okay, and just call and, it the in your LFT uh, camp group uh, share tray. tray. Yeah, that's okay. just what I would do at this yeah. point. Okay, that makes sense. At this point, so yeah, right, because you probably won't use these with any other scenario. No, so well, most likely not. Why mix them in? You know, I mean, maybe your debris you could put with your other debris, but having the white debris goes with this. What I have next, which is. <sighs> Do you remember when they we first read the description of this on like in the news or something? Yes. Oh, my map is bent. Oh, LFT. Dave. Small. Complaint. That makes it more geomorphic. Look, it's got a crease in it. Should I complain? Well, how, that's that how they folded it? it. No, no, no. This crease here. Oh, that crease. See this? Oh my gosh. So this one has one bad crease mark. Normally we pr- totally praise LFT. Wonder how look, that happened. Uh, just in the folding, someone you could probably iron that. Sloppy, maybe so. But look, winter boards. Look at that! I have never seen a winter board. I had talked about having winter boards of every version. Have I ever seen a winter board? No, I don't think you have. Except I like to check my information when people make them on the the vassal. Yeah, oh, I've never seen those. Print out the winter ones. I know. I've never seen one of those. The winter ones. And so you have that. That's a beautiful thing. That's a nice, well, that's a regular 24 by 36, or whatever, 22 by 36 map. Yeah, this is the big historical, although it looks like the same size as, you know, the regular boards, not the enlarged historical hexes, I'm 
so, guessing offhand. So how many maps? So we have four maps Looking that come at four. in this. Now, if you open yours up and take a look at that one. All right. Now, what season is yours in? Well, it looks like spring. And hey, do you this see is anything? 40B. That's what this one is. And mine is 48B. Yours is 48. Mine's 40B. Okay. But do you notice anything about it? Well, they look the same. Hey, stop it. That's our cat. Does, does, does he see a rabbit? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he's thinking about rabbits. <laughs> rabbit. Yes. <laughs> but look, um, it is the same It's the board. same thing, except yours is white and your river is frozen. Yep. And mine's all thawed out. And that is now, fantastic. And this, this is M&P is what I so, want for all the boards. So is this... Winter so, versions of everything, except the Pacific Theater. Why did they, why did they do this? So because you, part winter of the, boards. Yeah. Visually, because I requested winter boards. So if you're playing a scenario, I guess the scenario is. And if it's in January, no. I mean, if you roll for weather and it gets warmer, (laughs) you can. Then you have to you have to move all your counters (laughs) over to the other board. The other board. No, I'd say no. No, it's just for the the ones in the winter and the ones in the other times. Well, I do like that. You know, I do like that better. Now we 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 played a scenario the other day, and I don't know. I don't want to tip our hand in case we're talking about that. Next show we are. Yes. One thing um, that I noticed was that, um, you know, it said play the river as if it's dry. Well, it wasn't dry. It was looked like a river there on the board, and you just got to pretend. So Uh having the winter boards is much nicer than saying pretend like it's winter. Uh huh. I think it's what is very helpful. Yeah. Any special terrain on the road there or anything? On the road? Um, what are those gray dots? On a brick road, stone road, paved road. Concrete those gray road. dots? I don't know. They look like shell holes or something. Oh, okay. Mine has little gliders. Now I'm now on to the next part. There's two parts. Kind of like shell holes. Winter They'll... parts for each. And I guess this would go together into one big board. Here's the river. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, this overlaps right there. Here's yeah. the circle. There's a big circle. Oh, it's huge. It's life. huge. Yeah, so that would be for the full-blown oh, campaign game probably. Dave. Right? When are we going to play this? Yeah, I haven't even played the one, the ones I really liked, which was the um, Did that have Raid four? on San Nazaire. Oh, yeah. I still haven't got to those. Oh. I haven't got to the Spanish Blue Divisions. I haven't finished the Russian Revolution ones. These hexes look smaller than normal. That's because you're getting used to the large maps that some oh, players that have. Yeah. Not me, but some players have enlarged Oh, it's a horrible them. thing to go and back. And the then. historical ones. It's bitter. like playing with the big tennis racket and then going back to the old, my old uh, Patty Berg, my wooden Patty yes. Berg or my Jack Kramer. That I seems, still have a Jack Kramer. That seems a lot smaller, <laughs> doesn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like swinging a, uh, I don't even know, a toothpick. Yep. So, but these that. are beautiful. It's very good production value. This one is not uh, bent. What is this squiggly? Do you suppose this squiggly thing is here up at the top? I don't know if you can see that, it's I look, totally yeah. contained inside of a hex. It looks it a bit might like be a trench, swastika. Trench, and it does look like a swastika. Is it trenches all put in that hex? Maybe it's not gully. I don't know. I mean, some I don't know. know. Some of my we'll houses here, we'll Jeff, have, um, look like they have interior rooms in them on some of my buildings here. Oh, yes, I see that. Well, that's a nice addition. Mine has the Villa of Last Hope, the Justice and Administration buildings, and Girls High School. Hex GG27. <laughs> that's my favorite Ooh, hex ever yeah. now. That is my favorite hex in the whole world. I like GG27. Yeah, and that's where GG is. I'm bored KGS. 
I also noticed that the buildings have are casting a shadow. Oh, look, you know, it's one of the little rooms. Looking. Oh, my God. What? Did you uh, find the, the girls' the locker girls, room? It's the Get locker out. room with the shower. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. What were you, you saying? You are a nut. What were you saying? Well, I was just noticing how the buildings are casting a shadow, and they're very 3D looking. Yes, more so than the usual little yeah. shadows. Yeah. There's a tannery building and so on. So yeah, just very nice. They, the whole city, and there's a the, again, the winter version for, yeah. for both halves of those boards. Nice job. I can't wait to see the counters laid out on the winter boards. I bet that's a good look. Except you don't have winter counters unless you're playing the Swedes from the Swedish pack. Right. Swedish pack. Are they, and are they white? They yep. have white counters? Yeah, they are. Oh, blueprint. Beautiful. Did I know that already? <sighs> Very chilly looking. I don't think we played okay. one of those <laughs> scenarios. I always have to check with Dave. I, I know. Because, I've... you know, I have a short-term memory and a long-term memory <laughs> problem, apparently. And our last bit, so we have great counters, great maps, absolutely. I mean, it's just exciting to me mm-hmm. to to have winter boards like I've always been asking for. And Ron Shad says he can get them all made for me off of Asshole or something, and we'll just print them out. And I would just pay someone to just do that for me. So, um, listeners, if you have an offer out there, and I think I have, you've made a list of winter scenarios. Oh, I made a list of the, of the ones that go with the um, Swedish Volunteer Pack. Because I thought, oh, before I play through the rest of these, I've only played two or three of those. Let's get some winter boards. We have the white counters now. It'll yeah. be really, really cool. That'd yeah, be cool. I'm just so into that. It's silly, isn't it? And what booklet do you have? I have the historical background. So this is all just uh, many pages. Let's see. This is probably about 30 pages or so. 38, 40 Pictures pages. then and now? So um, all historical background about the battle. And I love this that they provide this, so you don't have to, you know, go to the library or look on the <laughs> internet, research. do all that work. Uh, no, they provide everything that's pertinent, which makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't have time to read a three hundred page book about this true right particular thing. So they've gathered the information that they feel is pertinent, including a map, an actual geomorphic map <laughs> of the area. Yeah, satellite pictures of the area of the area. Um, and then I always love the uh, the maps with all of the the lines and the arrows on it that shows uh, the, the troop movements and, movements and all that stuff. I always find oh, that quite yeah. fascinating. Can never really follow it. It's just not my thing. Several pages about that. Um, some pictures then of some of the actual people that in were in the engagement, including there's a tank right there, nice looking. Yeah, destroyed. Yeah, I'm not sure which treads that is. knocked off of it. Some German, very uh, lots of words, <laughs> but lots of good words. Uh, okay, so then are they in French? The history? No, it's all written in English. And then they cover the battle from starting from day one, day two, day three. Oh, I thought it was. I gotta get my glasses. I was saying day. It's May. May so day. it's like 1st May, 2nd day, May, 3rd May, 4th of May. Oh. And how the battle progressed. Yeah, which would be the day two. Right. Um, as we get to the center then, about the center, there's a detailed list of the orders of battle, including short biographies of the and generals. pictures of the, yes, the commanding officers there. And there's uh, somebody that wants to be like Hitler, but isn't. <laughs> yeah, all the generals here. Wow. That's amazing. A couple pages of that. Yeah, several pages of that. And then the battle. 
and then some very nice pictures of the times then and what it looks like now. The battlefield, yeah. Which they've done this before where they've gone out and yeah. they've taken a historical photo. They found the same Angle. spot, stab, stood there and took a modern day picture, which is pretty awesome. It'd be hard to take an old time picture in a modern day though. Well, you could if you had that time time lapse photography <laughs> where you lapse it no, back time 50, travel 70 for years. <laughs> Try, don't pay any attention to me, Dave. Nobody else does. <laughs> Yeah, Great. that's about the last uh, 15 pages, 16 pages or so are those those pictures. And then um, at the end, a picture of a couple of the guys that did a lot of the research. I'm assuming that's who those... Are those those, those two soldiers up above? No, do you think? Let's see. I think they are. Joachim Detman receives his EKI from General Scherer in Cholm. And then here is Joachim Detman and Kirk Bergdorf. So one of the two. Yeah. I'm good, aren't Joachim. Joachim. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like they met him. And talked to him. And I'll talked bet. to him. But we'll going to be so good reading there in, yeah. that, in that little booklet. This is beautiful. How much was this? Do you remember? Uh, I'm always putting you on the spot. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What would you say? How much was it, all this? Oh, this is a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I have forgotten. It's a pretty penny, but I don't know. It was on sale. It's uh, around 100, 100, 120. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, on their website. We'll do that. And I'm looking at the um, then the rules. And uh, in the interior, it's uh, written up by Andrew Hershey. He says, notes on the cover art. How about that? This covers on the module contains a depiction of the Cholm shield. The shield was officially recognized on July 1st, 1942, though its concept and basic design uh, came about during the siege itself. So it was uh, a, re- a result of discussions between these dudes and uh, so on. Final version has the eagle looking to the left, and so there you go. It recognizes people who in the campaign, uh, five thousand five hundred plus have been issued. And so, an introduction from the des- designer. In fact, Andrew Hershey, if you're out there and want to be interviewed, we'd love that. Shoot us an email, and we'll add you to our list. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have you on. We got to do those interviews. No, seriously, Next we would show. love to we yeah. make this part oh, of yeah. the audio history of the game. Yeah. And so, rules about. Uh, the usual stuff, the snow sangars, the terrain. Here's those um, trenches dug in. Map edge gullies. But I haven't read this, so I can't tell you more at the moment. Uh, truck wrecks were on the road, Jeff. Truck wrecks. Oh, that's things. what those were. Oh, yeah, were. you look closer. You don't have your glasses, do you? No, they, I don't. They have little canopies on them. And uh, there's a synagogue. Jude, Juden Temple. Wow. And the pole barn, all the little buildings that were, some of the buildings that were mentioned. Mm-hmm. Where's the girls' high school? Yeah. Is it in the rules? There's a whole scenario just for you, Dave. Oh, yes. Any unit, multi-man counter, that enters the girls' high school is delayed Yes, for two game turns. Yes. <laughs> and the, If they could mix the girls' high school and the zombies, <laughs> boy, I would be all over that. <laughs> That's a combo... That would really <laughs> capture my heart. Wow. German Army characteristics, Russian Army characteristics for the campaign game, or the, I'm sorry, the, the regular games, and, and of course, other campaign games. Yes, winter, summer things here, air support tables for, uh, yeah, campaign game rules that go right through. So you can run, of course, your big old campaign games, which I don't think I'll be up for for a while, but I would love to play through... 
some of these little scenarios. scenarios. That's a boatload. And then there's footnotes, wonderful footnotes, four pages of footnotes, your big old, oh, the counter, uh, new planes, the Gotha, 242, large glider, distinguished by its twin boom tail, and a, they have a Matilda Mark II tank here, but isn't that already in the game rules? I think so. And a Junkers 52, JU-52, which is bombing, right? Oh, cargo. It could hold 10,000 pounds of cargo or 18 troops. And a nice uh, picture of the maps all together and miniature. And a book, Besieged, the Epic Battle for Cholm by Jason D. Mark. That's what they're... LeapingHorseman.com. Oh, is that a review of the book? Nope, it's just like an ad for the book. Oh, an ad for Perfect the book. Perfect supplement for those wines. Ah. In-depth knowledge. Yeah. LFT. Marvelous. And scenario cards, Jeff? I have. Oh, look, I found an overlay. Three. Oh, I found an overlay. Five, six, seven, eight. So I've got 16 scenarios here. Oh, I got overlay, campaign game notes, the campaign game rosters. Um... There's actual cards for campaign games. Look at this. A little unique. Yeah, that's right. They weren't listed in the in the rules. So that's different. Okay, normally your campaign games, you know, you can tell, Jeff, how different these cards are. They list different groups that can come in and the cost and stuff per scenario. Campaign game scenario, I guess you would call them. And a this is an overlay, is it not? Maybe it sure it's looks the like houses it. not blown up or something. The bank, the red ruins are on here. I'll, I wonder. I'll find out later and tell you next time. And you have some scenarios? I guess we won't be able to cover all these. I'm sorry, how many did you have there? I've got 16. Look at this. I have a giant enlarged overlay. Oh, do you think wow. there's like a big battle for the GPU I'll bet prison? A, yep. And they have enlarged the hexes on this thing? This game just keeps on giving. This is the gift that keeps That's giving. <laughs> Look at this. Campaign game players aid for... KGS beautiful graphics, little card with the Russian characteristics on one side and a German quick reference cards. This comes with the cards and that enlarged thing. I'm going to bet that, that is, is really a cool. scenario. Yeah, I might look for it while you're checking yours out. Sorry, all of yours around 1942. So even more up close and tactical. It's probably they should have special counters of guys with fists punching yeah, each other. I think I have two or three more scenario cards. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Do we want to go through all these? Well, kind of quick. Are they all German, Russian, big ones, small ones, a mix? Yes. I mean, they're all right. They're all German, Russian, of course. All about 1942 or so. Yeah, I'm thinking they're all taking place for this, don't you think, for this Uh Chom battle? How many? Did you have any there? Oh, you didn't have any. I think just one or two. I ended up with all these overlays and things. Great name though, from Matilda with Love. This takes place. I like they they list the, they show the whole map there, and then the area that it actually takes place on is about a, a small know, section of yeah, the map, twenty square yeah. axes. But uh, Germans and Russians, yeah, February nineteen forty-two. I'm thinking these all are going to take place on, on or around the same time. Um, but um, some pretty detailed special rules prior to setup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go through all these. No, no, we're not. Uh, but a variation in length and size. Uh, this one yeah, uses some the them, whole map. Here's one that's you know? only four and a half turns long. 
and just uh, only three vehicles and then the rest just infantry. So if you're short on time, you just want to get yep. get your feet wet with it. Contested canisters. This looks interesting. Oh, that's going to be a parachute drop of canisters probably. I'll bet it is, yeah. Counters. And they've got a nice, nice picture there of Germans, I guess, wrestling with this canister. I don't know if it came out of the sky. Look at the picture on that. That's pretty cool. They've got some excellent pictures here. Very clear, nice photography. Yeah. I don't know where they got these. Well, super. Great fun. I mean, this looks like great fun. This pack could keep you busy for a month. Another month, yep. yeah. And then you've got all If you the... play regularly. Several times a week, you could be you could have a month of fun. That's worth 100 bucks or whatever it is. It sure is. Now, Dave, I've got the I've got the bug. I want that. <laughs> well, I'll lend it to you when I'm done. You'll play them with I me. I want my own. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. You know what's next? I don't. Ah, I do. It's time for Book Review. Book Review. Starring Dave Kleinschmidt and Jeff Halley. It's a situation comedy. Yeah. You heard a clip from it at the start of the show. But they're cousins. <laughs> Identical cousins. <laughs> you read a book? I finished Lance Goddard's book, Hell and High Water, Canada and the Italian Campaign, sent ah. to us by... Um, Robert, was that Robert Brown? I think it was, from yeah. Canada. Yeah. Manitoba. Manitoba. And so thank you very much, and yes, I did read it. And start off, the shape of the book. Yes. It's a little uh, rectangular. It? It's kind of long ways rectangular, yeah. not tall ways rectangular. And so I found it difficult to hold and read. <laughs> yeah. It's paperback, too. So it, it would flop. Flopping a lot, flopping a lot. Didn't it looks like, like it's formatted, though, for lots of pictures. So did it have lots of pictures yes, in it? Yes, it did. Okay. And you also, when you lay it down... It lays open. You turn the page. Yeah, it stays at that page. Look, even way back here. Easy to read. On page 223 to 270-something, it's still laying open on the table and That's not nice. flipping closed. Yeah. So that was really the nice thing about the shape and floppiness of the book yeah. that I did enjoy. Um, and so it... I think I thought I should read this end part first a little bit to you, that the Canadians fought some of the worst battles and some of the most extreme conditions of the war in Italy, where 19,486 were wounded. More Canadians made the ultimate sacrifice in Italy than anywhere else in the Second World War. Mm. More than 5,900 Canadians remain in Italy and Sicily today, buried in the 18 war cemeteries that are located throughout the country. And he named them all here. And there are 192 Canadians who died in the Italian campaign without a known grave, and they're commemorated at the Casino Memorial. And so the contribution, this came about because my students would always say, how come Canada never does anything in the wars? Which illustrate, and at the end of the book, interestingly enough, these soldiers who were interviewed were kind of talking about hearing a school teacher talking about D-Day and all this stuff and kind of skipping over the Italian campaign, which I must say I am guilty of also. 
in my classroom. You now, know, do, do you have the choice where you can yeah, change well, I that? Can. You can. I can. Okay. Uh, of course, we have a common assessment test. There are big idea things. Mm-hmm. Like you would use a question, an uh, open-ended question, answered <laughs> with evidence. Another rabbit. And uh, <laughs> But um, I could spend an extra day on the Italian campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a map, talk about Sicily, we talk about Rommel. And um, these soldiers were saying those were the big turning points at El Alamein. Yes. And, and Stalingrad. Right. Not D-Day. And from then on, the Germans were on the retreat as they fought their way up Italy, which is true. Right. So I don't know enough to say. Yeah. Uh, but it, we always look at the Italian campaign as a lesser yes. campaign. Right. You know? And so, yes, Jeff, one of the things I thought was great. Were, yeah, a lot of people even, are, I, I think kids, mm-hmm. people that, that don't read history, just from what they gather in, in school, is that uh, the Allies didn't even weren't even in Europe until 1944, till June 6th. Yeah, right. When, in fact, they were. They yeah. They've been fighting, fighting in Italy for a couple of years, it, it, of course, it, North Africa. It, and, I kind of forget, like, Italy counts as... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just when you mentally picture it. Yeah. But I see the importance of D-Day being so close to Germany and really just yes. bringing it home quick. Right. Um, and obviously finding out that soft underbelly that... Churchill called it. Right. Was not to be the case at all. Wasn't that soft? Yeah, no. No. Terrain was difficult. This photo here, Jeff, we see mules. Oh, yes. And a good look at the cactus terrain that you would encounter in the desert scenarios. There's a special rule for cactus patch. So was that... And you can see it there. Wasn't this Italy? Um, Yeah, you can use that in Italy as well as Africa and soft stuff. And riding mules. Now, we don't have rules in ASL for... Riding mules, do we? Not yet. But but someone version can do three that. of the rules. Version three. Maybe I'll write the mule rules. Here's a nice shot uh, as they. So this book goes through. Um, they're going through Sicily first, and it actually has these guys talking. These quotes, and at first, I got quite a ways into the book before I realized the quotes are a conversation. Ah. I was kind of reading them as separate quotes on the same topic. Yeah. Like, oh, they have these guys' comments on the topic, and then I realized, well, these are a lot of the same guys, and I realized they're talking to each other ah. <laughs> and adding to each other's. So I'm reading one long, continuous interview, maybe, oh, on see. topics. Yeah, okay. That, Interesting. having a verbal, but a, you know, printed record of their words, great thing to have here yeah. in print. Yeah, yeah. And very interesting stories. I can, from Gord Othway to the 48th Highlanders. I can remember we were going to clean this one house out. And I said, see if you can hit that door. And we hit the door all right. He, he meant kicking it in. We went in and we ran up to the top and started to clear our house out. And a friend of mine kicked one door open. And there was a nice mirror there. So he let fly. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Pulled the trigger, blew that the mirror. startling. All to hell. And he was looking at himself and scared the hell out of himself. Yeah. So those kind of anecdotal stories are always interesting. A Bren Carrier, those really little. Oh yes, all these guys crammed in it. Yeah, you know photographs and yeah photos of everything. A lot of Sherman tanks accompanied these guys as they fought through Sicily and the whole Italian campaign. 
So just, you know, look, I don't know, what is it every page, every other page has a photo or two? And I actually like that. Some books, a lot of books will put just uh, the pictures in the center of the book or in a couple of different sections of the mm-hmm. book. I like to have the pictures along with the text. I, I agree with you. Yeah. That, not enough of that. Yeah, it was really nice. More of that. And it breaks up the reading a bit, too, for those yeah. of us losing our attention, having a bad attention span. But what I didn't really like was the map. What's missing that you liked on the Cholm maps? Conf group share. Well, it's not very 3D maps. looking. And it's pretty uh, flat and uh, where, no colors. And where are they moving? Yeah, none of those arrows. No you arrows. You can't see where they were landing or where they're. Yeah, no arrows on these are. maps. So it just shows you the town just names. Just map of Italy. Yeah, I thought the map choice was was a bit rather poor. Um, uh, this quote here too was interesting in an old story from. Gord Othway to the 40th Highlanders. I mean, there's other people in it, but we had a battle at Montessoro. We came into a little copse, a dozen or so trees, and they had this radio equipment. It was quite a set big, but it was on. So naturally, we were saying, don't anybody touch this radio. Don't touch anything. That's left here for a reason. So somebody got inquisitive and went over and picked up the mic, and right off the bat, the Germans knew we were there. They let, they left it there so that we would tamper with it and give them a clear message, and the shells came in. Oh. Like rain. Or siding. Mm-hmm. Probably. Look at that. Isn't that a great... Yeah. Now, that's an incident you wouldn't have doing a board game, but if you had the many, many shows ago, you mentioned the World War II role-playing game you wanted to create. Yeah. That incident would yeah. happen in the role-playing game. Yeah, definitely would. Just pictures of the ruins. I had not realized how ruined these cities were throughout Italy. And the poverty in the southern part, you hear about that, versus the northern part of Italy, mm-hmm. is captured in this book, clearly. Uh-huh. This is Ortona, another battle like Chom. I haven't heard a whole lot about Ortona. But as my understanding, that's going to be a historical module from MMP, <gasps> the Ortona. Where'd you hear that? Campaign that we You've talked been about to... on a show before. <laughs> what? You and I did? We did. Never heard of Ortona. I, unless I have it wrong, Ortona's on schedule to be, yeah, I'm sure, a positive. I'll... But, but where'd you hear it from? We we talked about it on a show. We made it up? Oh, we read it on a... Maybe I read it on the website. Okay. MMP or something. Um, and in this one, Al Sellers of the Governor's General's Horse Guards says, Rome fell without much fanfare and much incident. It was sort of political. The Americans wanted to take Rome. It was in the Eighth Army's path, but they decided to let the Americans have it. They literally just rolled into Rome... Nothing was damaged in it. The Germans retired and let them have it. And normally when you go through any major place, it was clobbered. He's saying that, like, his units should have got there first, but they held back for, to let America have it. And I'm like, hey, hey. Yeah, that ain't I right. I represent that That's comment. Not right. But over here the author says, the irony is that the Canadians did lead the liberating forces into Rome the first special service force, the combined American-Canadian unit, led the way into the ah, Italian capital. The Devil's Brigade. So they, is it? Yes, it is. Wow. Otherwise, uh, sometimes also called the Black Brigade. Oh. Yeah. So his quote or his memory of it isn't quite accurate. Yeah. So there was a couple times that what the soldiers were saying, you would think, well, that's not the whole story. Yeah. Because these, you know, the soldiers are not historians of the war necessarily. Yeah, right. Some are. Some are not. Right. Um. And then they have great newspaper clippings from the the conflict included in the book. Oh, nice. As well as these photographs. 
And just a couple more things I thought. Uh, partisans, he talks about, Sidney Frost talks about the partisans. And this another great little uh, vignette or incident that um, the partisans were awfully good. They were braver than anything. They'd go out at night, grab a German or two, and bring them back. And I asked one, how do you do this? Oh, he said, it's very simple. Or he said, oh, it's very simple. Yeah, I see. <laughs> we sneak up very close to the German lines, and we start cooking up a nice super stew. And the Germans come right out to grab it. And then we grab them. Wow. So they think they're probably local yeah. dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just cooking. And... German soldiers come up. Ah, oh, we'll have to confiscate that. And, and then, I don't know, dudes pop out with guns from the bushes. I guess. And say, yep, we got you. Yeah. That I happens to, you know, that happens at a lot of Italian restaurants still. <laughs> In Chicago, at least. <laughs> oh, my. And so, um, uh, this tra- oh, I forget to tell you where we're going. Well, they're going all the way up Italy. So, the invasion of Italy, the long, cold winter, I forget. Well, that was, I think, Ortona. The Leary Valley, the which Monte Cassino, mm-hmm. okay, is in here. The Gothic Line, the Hitler Line, the Po Valley. Now the Po Valley was unique, and then it had all these rivers after river after river, and they would cross one after the other after the other. Um, and they mentioned too how they didn't get feel they got good coverage in the press. There's a bit of a chip on the shoulder with these guys. But yeah, well, I don't, it, I don't blame them. It's probably legitimate. Yeah. I'm probably evidence of that. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, we do get in, here in the United States. I think most mm-hmm. of what we're taught is that America won the war for everybody, and if it wasn't for us, you know. And we we talk mostly about the war, about the battles that the Americans fought in, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. The and again, I am guilty somewhat because I I, would, I love to do more, but there is a question of time. And yeah. what you're not going to cover and cover. Right. And is American history, which is maybe yeah. our problem. They could change yeah, that maybe. more and just do the class on World War II. Or, but, um, and of course, if anybody's interested, they can go find out for themselves. But you're, you're not handed down an edict that says you have to teach history in this certain no. Direction. And you have textbooks that you don't have to. They don't come to you and say you have to teach pro-American American history. No, not anymore. Okay. Um, of course, during the Red Scare, I think yeah. during the Cold <laughs> War, much, probably. But yeah. now, you know, and teachers today don't. Our district wants to get away from textbooks entirely. In fact, I'm having trouble procuring some replacement text simply to have as a tool for kids to have at home, perhaps to check out that they could do their homework from. So we have a source we're using that's the same. And people, they're encouraging us all to go online, go here, go there, grab this, grab that. My other social studies teachers concern that we're being too disparate, too separate hmm. now because I'll find something online and we'll focus on this and she'll find something focused on that. It is getting broken apart. Yeah. There's starting to become a lack of cohesiveness, which you could argue, well, if you're looking at the big picture, it's okay. Yeah. So if, right. to answer this question, why people followed Hitler, if if I focus on this source and she focuses on that, as long as the kids answer that question effectively at the end, a okay. Yeah. I don't know, but um, we're not given that edict, and I often bring in things like 
from the Pritzker Military Library authors listening to them talk, realized I didn't know, and I've forgotten the statistic, so I need to write all this stuff down, I have it down at school, the percentage of Germans killed by Russians. Yes. It's so much larger than Americans. And I used to have on this paper, just for fun, for thought, you know, could America have won without Russia? And tons of kids would say yes. And I used to, that was when I was just realizing, no, I don't think they could. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, today, I would have to say, no. Yeah. Couldn't at all. Yeah. Couldn't at all. Not when Russians killed that percentage, whatever it was, of of the German army. Yeah. Just, I don't don't believe it. I don't think so. And uh, they wrote a little song about themselves to the tune of Lily Marlene. I think you remember that one. Or you Lily Marlene? You've gotten that mm. on YouTube or something one time on a show. But anyway, we are the D-Day Dodgers way out in Italy, always on the vino and always on the spree. And they're just basically saying how people think they didn't work hard when they fought these really, really difficult, challenging battles and suffered great casualties. And so it's a little tongue-in-cheek song. And at the end, showing the legacy of this men. Hold they, on. Here we go. The, Lily Marlene. Lily Marlene. This one is Marlene. by uh, Marlena Dietrich. Dietrich, I thought so. Did you, are the speakers turned Maybe up? Maybe not. Yes, they are. Outside the barracks, by the corner light. Oh, yeah. I always on the veto. Always on the spree. Eighth Army skivers in their tanks. I'll wait for you the whole night through. Yeah. For you, Lily in sunny Italy. And a great end section here with the legacy and so of the memorial services. Al Sellers saying, We are the forgotten army. Well, I think the history will never recognize Italy. Certainly they recognize the desert war. And that was very important because the oil was to be considered. Italy was a go-between and as a stepping stone up to Germany. We resign ourselves to everything. At least I did. Again, that kind of... And a feeling of being forgotten. And now we have this book documenting their marvelous work in fighting off the Germans. And they met an SS unit at one point, and German paratroopers along the way, some crack German troops. Hell and high water. I think that's very important. I I would like to know more statistics about uh, participation by other nationalities, nationalities, like the uh, Australians and the numbers and percentages on how they participated, and even Indian forces or other forces in Southeast Asia or the subcontinent, uh-huh. you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, because we, we, we see them in some ASL scenarios. Yeah. In fact, their unit also had in it some uh, Poles and other people. Irish were mentioned. There was an Irish, like, regiments within the brigade. I didn't get my army terms mixed up, but... Could be, yeah. There were. There's yeah. a list of it in here, and then... Well, I learned a lot. You learned a lot. A lot. Even about the local people. Yeah. They met more fighting fascists up in northern Italy at the time and so on. There are little details like that. So uh, recommend the book? Uh, yes, I would recommend the book. Okay. Yeah, it has a, I mean, it's not up there with, obviously, your, you know, Anthony Beaver yeah. books. But, yep, recommend it. Good. Hell Thank you. Water. Very good. And is that going to be a show? I think that's a show. That's We're at an hour and 15 minutes, so... Well, that'll be good enough, I we'll think. We'll wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 
Yep. Thanks a lot, everyone. And thank you, Dave, for all your good work. And thank you, Jeff, for your martinis. You're welcome. <laughs> Makes the show even even more palatable. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you all next time. But until then, roll low. And rally well. But not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>